Welcome, Pathfinders, to Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Woo. I feel like I came a little hot there. <laughs> I'm just excited. Now with one less B-Baby. Who's been named Sophronia. That was nice. That was very satisfying. One less B-Baby. One less Ghost Paladin. Yeah, I still I mean, maintain her middle name is BB, so it's Sophronia BB. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's I her like nickname. That. Yeah, it's just Sophronia quote BB. <laughs> but yeah, there. Well, there is not technically one less B baby in the world. There's just one fewer three ray child with the party, having returned back. Sophronia, the B baby, after Sophronia, the Paladin ghost, had ascended back up to be with her friends off in what is the Dawnflower's realm's name. If anybody in this group um, knows that, it would be you. Her realm is in Nirvana. It is called hey. Everlight. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Cute. The Very only nice. one I know is Zonkuthon, so... Of course you won't know Zonkuthon. Why am I... Yep. No one here is surprised by that <laughs> statement, Heather. <laughs> I just know Cadence because Caden rocks. Smells like teen spirit. <laughs> so basically, last time the party faced off against the Galabrazoo Nanura set, Quote, who unquote, was banished back to the Abyss to return to eventually face all of you once again. Still can't believe that worked. And Utterly shocked that worked. So good. Sophronia ascended back up into the heavens to go and finally meet back up with her team. After all of these years, her original team, not you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll, she'll maybe meet up the with you guys. The OG crew. I don't know if any of you are heading to Nirvana. We'll see. I'm pretty sure I'm not heading to Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, not happening. After which you had rested, woken back up, stepped out from your secret cubbyhole to find that someone apparently knows that you're staying in there because they left a little rune drawn in the dust and uh, you determined it had been an alarm spell. Mm-hmm. And then we left. Yeah. Now we're hunting whoever's hunting us. A short debate ensued. I believe you guys dimension doored yep. into yes. the uh, mm-hmm. teleportation room, teleported out, returned back to the three-ray hive. So I'm curious, how many episodes do you think it'd been since you accepted the quest to return the bee baby? 30. Yeah, 30, 35, somewhere around in there. It's been a long time. You get time. one. You, you get, get one, one. guess. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go with uh, 40. I'm going to go with 42. The answer to I don't remember when episode 100 was. <laughs> uh, the answer, I guess we're going to go for closest without going over here. Price is right. Yep, Rolls. exactly. Yep. The actual answer was you guys accepted that quest in episode 103. Wow. Ergo, it has been, as of when you actually returned her, 45 episodes. Oh! <laughs> nice. Oh, man. That was, That's uh, a lot. Oh, apparently I was feeling punny that day. That was uh, the one with the birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So what do I win? Uh, I hear a point. Not having to fight another Glabrazoo. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> Not for a little bit, at least. The party That's actually a after, reward. The hero point was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the party, after returning the bee baby and celebrating Citra's birthday, had then gathered themselves back together. And I believe we left off with the party attempting to return back to the Sightless Sphinx. And in honor of Citra's birthday, I posted a wonderful fan art commission that was done by our friend TJ. Nice. Of uh, Citra with her parents during an excavation. It's nice. super nice. freaking awesome. So check that out on the Discord. If you're not on the Discord, you should 
I think we also have an art section on our website, correct? Oh, okay. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So join the Discord and you can see the picture. And then we'll, we'll do something with it eventually. I don't yes. know what. So, yeah. I believe when we left off, Jessica, you were rolling for your mischance as you had decided to teleport back, not into the teleportation chamber, the chamber of the invisible step, but it decided to drop yourselves between the paws, the front mm-hmm. paws, of the sightless sphinx. Yep. Yeah, so we don't know which Sphinx we're actually going to end up in front of. Well, let's hope it's in front <laughs> of the one Depends on what she rolls. I know. Let's find out. All right. <laughs> Roll me that percentile. I got a 53. I forget his low batter. Is I don't remember. It was good, I think. That's middling. It's so middling it's okay. at best. All of you step forward. Hollis, Chance, and Tones. I imagine instinctively reaches up, places one hand on mm-hmm. her hat just to keep it from falling off during a teleportation, which shouldn't happen, but I'm sure it's just instinct. Reaches out her other hand. All of you do the... Everybody hands in! You know, sports team, everyone hands in. Again, there is this sensation like something hooks behind your navel. And your stomach drops out from under you as all light disappears in an instant. There is then a flash of blinding light as you're suddenly exposed to light once again. As each of you feel yourselves drop a quarter of an inch, maybe, before your feet impact on soft sand... The faceless visage of the sightless Sphinx, staring eternally off into the east as you stand here between her forepaws. Well, the one forepaw that's remaining off towards your left-hand side. And then the collapsed section where you guess the shadow implosion or whatever it was that happened when Sophronia helped clear this place the last time. The wind whistles quietly between the Sphinxes and through the distant branches of the strange bone forest. So I guess we should head inside and hurry upstairs. Yes. Oh, uh, did we want to send a message to Rahi? Probably would be best. I don't know if we can. I don't have anything like that. Would we have done that when we were with the 3A, though? Well, maybe. That's. I mean, that depends on whether or not you have a sending spell available. Yeah. Did we? Masika has Magic one. People? But we told her we might be here a few days in the last message. And then we sent her friend out. How many days have we been in here? This is the third day. Oh, okay. Then that's fine. It feels like we've been in here 700 days. Mm -mm. (laughs) I could fly over there like some sort of mechanical carrier pigeon. Or we we can go inside and finish off the cult. Super fast. I could also burrow underneath the earth to her. No, you can't. You can't do that. I do not think you're a boule. Mechanically speaking, I don't breathe. I don't have a burrow speed, so it would be really slow. <laughs> but I could do it. All right, let's let's go in so here. Sudi just rolls his eyes and looks towards the entrance to this place. Aye. Uh, <laughs> it's true. In the jar. <laughs> Citra checks the front door for traps. And alarm spells. Because wouldn't that just be the thing to like be like, what if they leave? No, I'll put one on the door to the entrance of this place. If they did that, we can go through that secret place that the uh, the other Moftet left through that weird little yeah, hole the one that nobody river. knows about. Why didn't we do that from the beginning? Go ahead and have uh, Citra make me a perception roll. We'd have to find it from the outside. And entering this way is technically closer to the stairs. That too. All right, I don't have my Senate bonus anymore, so let me... And also, we don't have to go through the room of Bodak Oh, we should have played Senate while we were with the BB. 
And Not too late now. I know. Yeah, but we didn't say it, so I know. We should have done it, though. Uh, Citra rolled an 11, which gets me a 27. Uh, the door is not trapped. It is magically locked. So it's not trapped, Church. but it looks like somebody actually bothered to lock the door. The spell that's magic. the first time that's happened. Oh, unless you want to unlock it uh, with your magic. She kind of like wiggles her fingers at your, your tools or whatever. I mean, I could try. I think that's free. Our Citra would like to step up and unlock the magic door. Yeah, you can go ahead and make a disabled device check if so wish. Also, Sudi is not wearing the mask. You're wearing the headdress part, though, right? I, mean, I got the headdress, but not the mask on. All right. So you all step forward, making your way up to the door positioned directly between the two paws of the Sphinx to, again, give, uh, give you and our audience an idea of the scope of this thing. It is 175 feet between its two paws. That's Dang. Well... I rolled a 13, which gets me a 36 disabled device. Yeah, you think that you properly removed the wards. Citra just gives a thumbs up. Hollis prepares to dispel magic in case something terrible happens. Or there's an alarm spell. And Sudi opens the door. Hollis, go ahead and make me a spellcraft real quick. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, not the best roll I've ever rolled, but I rolled a 9 for a 31. As Sudu begins to push open the door, you feel the building abjurative energy of an alarm spell triggering. Nope, 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 nope. Dispel magic. Go ahead and make me cast a little check. (laughs) You chant and tone, reach out your hand quickly as the magic begins to build. All right, I got a 12 plus a 12 uh, because we're 12th level, right? So 24. As the magic builds, you extend a hand, chant, your magic intercepts this, and you feel this pulse of negating energy as the magic just dies. All right, okay. I think we're okay. I mean, we have spent a couple days looking around. It would be silly if they didn't put some sort of wards up. Mm -hmm. Well, and we disposed of the other threat that was in here, so they've been able to move about more freely. But it's also possible for it so that they would know if we left for any reason. Or came back in. Well, I don't think they know about the, uh, the teleportation circle, right? No, but... If I can figure out that there's a way to bypass the teleportation business here, then I'm, I'm sure they could. Maybe. More likely. All right, I guess uh, let's keep an eye out for more uh, alarms. Seems like they really like that. We should head for the stairs. Agreed. The sooner we hit them, the better. Alice is going to detect magic as we go to see if she sniffs out any more alarm spells. Maybe they just littered them throughout the entire place. You step in, make your way through the entryway. Pass in through the next room where the, uh, has a higher platforms off towards your right and left, kind of the kill zone. Step through there, continuing on into the U-shaped chamber that circled around said kill room. Turn, make your way out into the hallway with the entrance to the Hall of the Dead off towards your right-hand side. You turn to your left, making your way deeper into the Sightless Sphinx. And as you do so, Sudi, you round the corner ahead, Citra following along just beside you. And I imagine the two of you pull up short fast enough that Masika nearly bowls into Sudi's back. The hallway ahead is filled with a soft, white, billowing fog. Hmm. That's new. Is it magical? You don't know if there's ever been fog inside of the Sphinx. You're going to assume so. Casting Detect Magic. Uh, It is, in fact, magical. I think they knew we were coming. 
I can get rid of this if we want me to use it. Well, what is no. it? I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll concentrate. You can make a spellcraft if you so wish. I roll a 16 for a 38. Hopefully it's not one of them there killing fogs. That was very southern of you, Jordan. Them there. Yep. It meant it to be. It's supposed to be a little voice in Hollis's head that says, hopefully it's not that they're killing fog. That's that my like professor's voice. Uh, that would be a thing. Hollis, you step forward. You look this over. You think it's a guards and wards spell. Hmm. It's powerful abjuration. It's within your reign, your ability to perform, but it would be some of your most powerful magic if you did so. Her eyes narrow. Game mechanically speaking, it's a six-level spell. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Guards and Wards is a uh, requires thirty minutes to cast and uh, requires some uh, material components and burning incense, a uh, small amount of brim brimstone and oil, knotted string, and a small amount of blood. You know what this is, guys? This is uh, Rick punishing us for celebrating with the three rings. <laughs> we gave him time to well, entrench we themselves. we slept, too. It's, it's, you know, the longer we spit in here, the longer <laughs> the cult knows we're here, of course they're setting up defenses. It would be silly Hollis for them like not to. This, somebody's turning out duration against me. This smells like Sarathet. This powerful spell is primarily used to defend a stronghold or fortress by creating a number of powerful wards and effects. The ward protects 200 square feet per caster level. The warded area can be as much as 20 feet high and shaped as you desire. Uh, you can ward several stories of a stronghold by dividing the area amongst them, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you must be somewhere within the area to, the ward, to be warded to cast the spell. The spell creates the following magical effects in the warded area. First off, fog. Yeah, yeah. We, we see that. Fog fills all corridors, obscuring all sight, including dark vision beyond five feet. <laughs> a creature within five feet has concealment from attacks. Creatures farther away have total concealment, 50% mischance, and the attacker cannot use sight to locate the target. In addition to that, uh, all doors in the warded area are can locked. <laughs> okay. In addition to that, any stairways are filled with webs from top to bottom. Identical to those created by the web spell, except that they regrow within 10 minutes if they are burned or torn away. In addition to that, it has a confusion effect. Oh, of course it does. Great. Where there are choices in direction, such as a corridor, intersection, or side passage, a minor confusion type effect functions so that it makes it 50% probable that intruders believe that they are going the opposite direction from the one that they actually chose. So we've entered the Lost Woods is what you're telling me. Sort of. Seems like Until it. we dispel it. Yeah, Hollis is like... <laughs> Maybe I will dispel it. In addition to that, also one door per caster level can be converted by a silent image to appear as if it were a plain wall. Oh, interesting. Oh, cool. In addition to that. Oh my God. The caster can place one of their choice of the following five magical effects. They can create a dancing light in four corridors, a magic mouth in two places, a stinking cloud in two places, a gust of wind in one corridor or room, or a suggestion in one place. <laughs> Great. Great. A dispel magic cast on a specific effect, if successful, removes only that effect. Mm. Uh, requires a successful mage's disjunction to destroy the entire guards and ward effect. Oh. I don't think I have mage's disjunction. I believe it is no. a ninth level spell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Is All this right. the only way to go? This is the only way to go. This is the only hallway that leads to the side where the stairs are. I mean, unless you want to try to dimension door yourself somewhere, but you don't know 
How much of this place is warded? Yeah, unless there was a secret stairwell behind the lightning wall. It's true. Mm. You have not explored behind the lightning wall. <laughs> that is very, very tempting. Um, I'm kind of thinking that I want to dispel that confusion effect. Yeah. But I think I have to... Or can I just know that it's there and... How would it work to dispel the confusion effect? This, you are aware what all this magic does, and therefore you may use a dispel magic cast and cast it on a specific effect that's in the area of effect, which is okay. where this fog is, because the fog obviously shows you where the guards and wards begin. All right, what do y'all think? I have a dispel magic too. This is to weaken us before we get upstairs. Uh, well, I don't know if we want to use both of our dispel magics. Well, I mean, we can't see in the fog. What if we tie our shells together? Well, I was thinking of casting echolocation. That's not good. That's going to help you, but not everyone. Sudi can't fight if he can't see him five feet in front of his face. Well, neither I can, can usually they. only punch five feet in front of my face, so there's that. But, um, can they see in front of, through the fog? Not according to the abilities. Like, the spell does not grant the individual who casts it the ability to make other people... Allowed immune. to go through it without Im impedance. Yeah. So, I mean, other people would still see the fog. Unless they have some sort of spell or effect or something like that to protect them from it. Or they all took blind fighting because they explode. I have an idea, but I don't know if we can get to it. Mm. Could we use the um, the statues to maybe look around and see where all of this fog is and maybe find a, a pathway? Because, I mean, it seems illogical for them to to create this and for their own people not to be able to go through either. So I would think they would have like a bypass somehow. They probably just did the first floor and they're all upstairs. Yeah, I like your idea of using the statues. I also like the idea of exploring behind the electricity wall because what if there's something there very helpful, like a back entrance that they may not have known about? Uh, perhaps a second stairwell or a secret entrance. Usually there's more than one entrance in a tomb like this. Or maybe just a real My weird bunch of stuff that could help us out. Because, I don't know, that cult's been holed up in there for a while, so maybe they had some weird stuff. I wonder if we could use the statues to see what's behind the electric wall? Regardless, they've decided to circle their forces, reinforce their position and wait for us to come to them, which means they have relative certainty that we would come for them. Well, they know that. We're here. Yeah. Of course they know we're coming for them. Let's go see what's behind the electric wall, and then let's find... Let's use the... There's a room over here, right? Across from the spa, you know? Wasn't there a room over here that you could use to look through the eyes of the statues? Mm -mm. Maybe we could use that room. It's a little closer. Oh, and... you mean the one that's, like, on the on the other side of the hallway from the, uh, from Where the spa? Where we the big boy. Yeah, where, where the big scary boy was. Like, maybe we can just find a space upstairs that looks safe enough to Dimension Door into. It's possible. I mean, I don't know how your abilities work, so if you say it's possible, it's possible. I just feel like if we're going to attempt to dispel or grow through this fog, that is exactly what they want us to do, because they want us to use all of our... Or, our... They want you to, <laughs> to use your magic. Because and... they fear the magic more than they fear us. Oh, I don't that, really yeah, they think sh they, they fear us, to be 100% honest, at all. No, they fear us. They wouldn't have spent all the time doing this if they didn't. We have killed a significant number of their forces. I'm pretty sure they feel they fear us, at least on a as much as academic sense, if not emotional. Are we all cool with lightning room? I, I don't know. Is there fog blocking our way to the chapel? Yeah, it's all the yes, way on the other side. Yes, because we can see it from this hallway. What? Like, is that hallway the only way to go? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way to, to get, get to the to other get to side. Where we, 
Yeah, to get through the, st the stairs that we know, we have to go through this fog. The which is why is... going through the lightning room and seeing if there's another way up and around would be prudent. Mm -hmm. At least check it before we go and like waste resources on getting through this. I say lightning room. Yeah, I vote lightning room as well. Do you have protections to get us through there? Because Masika doesn't have any memorized. I didn't figure we were going to mess around with that today, so... Sudi wouldn't know this, but it's also possible that that effect may have dissipated. Maybe. Depending on the... I mean, it's been, what, 12 hours at least? Yeah, but if there was that. a permanent... If it's a permanent effect, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, if it's permanent, then, you know, yeah. we're going to have to use magic, but... Yeah, if you give me a minute, I can prepare a resist energy communal in my third level slot that's open. Cool. So that might be a prudent option, just in case we find something that's useful, or a back set of stairs. Back yeah. set of stairs would be great. Yeah, especially in a place this size, only having one stairwell just seems really illogical. It's Good also defense. very defensible. Yeah, I was going to say, mainly it's defensible. I know, but even the most defensible places usually have a second way out. Well, because what if you get trapped in your first yeah, way out? Yeah, because exactly. you need to make a retreat, yeah. Nothing to lose by going to look. Yeah, let's go to the lightning room. So I suppose you turn. <laughs> go, nah. -uh. <laughs> oh, we have a brief discussion on it. How long does that, is that spell permanent, the one that she casts? The one that they cast, that Uh, protection? No, it only lasts for two hours per caster level. Yeah, but Dang, we don't know when. So time. like a day. But she could re-prepare re it and cast it every single day. She probably cast it when she heard the alarm spell go off this morning. Mm -hmm. Yep. If she's a prepared spellcaster, then she would have to be 11th level to cast it. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Fun there times, you. guys. Oh, yeah. You navigate your way, turn, make your way away from the fog, enter into the Hall of the Dead. I imagine cast your eyes down as you navigate the narrow passage between the Bodocks. <laughs> Pass once again through the Chamber of Ritual Purification. Exit from there back into the winding little hallway that takes you back down to the crossroads where you have the uh, the door open towards your right-hand side that takes you to where the you fought the Vrox and the door off towards your left-hand side that leads you back towards the hallway of the 23 statues and the, all that craziness. No thanks. We don't want to go there again. I think you closed it behind you, so single door stands closed ahead of you. Right. Double check it for traps just to be safe. It's got an alarm spell on it. You never know. I mean, if pertinent, your trap spotter does not go off, so it is not trapped. I got a 40. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Looks clear. Looks really dang clear. Spotless door. <laughs> Somebody's come by and cleaned this door. But yeah, opening the door, passing beneath the faceless, pharaonic figure whose head marks the uh, the top of this door. The door opens into a chamber, a short corridor extending beyond the door, ending in a crackling sheet of lightning that blocks the end of this hallway. The All smell right. of a summer storm fills the air, and the sizzling of lightning makes normal conversation impossible near the barrier. Okay, so it's definitely still here. Hollis Magic? takes a minute to prepare resist energy communal and then casts it on us and essentially splits the duration. And what's right. the resist number? Is it up to 30? It is up to 30. It protects your equipment as well. Well, Spiff. my equipment is electric, so... <laughs> 10 minutes per level, so 120 minutes, so we each will have it 30 minutes? Yes. I'm going to hide inside the bag. That sounds like hey, a Steve. good plan. It's a very good plan. Be sure to let me know this time if something cool happens. Not like last time. 
All right, we should all be set. All right, here goes nothing. Sudi runs forward and dives into the lightning. All right. Just like looks at you and then walks. More or less does a reflex save, but you know, I want to do uh, it cool. Sudi passing through the lightning wall. Go ahead, make me a reflex save. <laughs> oh boy. Sudi crouches, kind of tapers in his claws into the the flagstones. Does a butt yep, wiggle. That is a sixteen for a twenty-eight. Sudi, you rush forward, taking a moment, taking a measure of the wall, watching it, see if there's a pattern. There really isn't. Before trusting your instincts, rushing forward, and kind of doing this straightforward dive as you Superman stick out both your arms and then roll free onto the other side taking no damage Woo! real quick I assume everyone is rushing forward yeah well I, I mean Masika's gonna wait going and see if Sudi like you know dies yeah cause we don't know how <laughs> we don't know how powerful this effect is okay. well you don't even know now cause I made the save <laughs> joke's on you and also Sudi can't even tell you whether or not he made it through the other side because again the crackling sound of thunderous lightning makes conversation mm-hmm. within the range of this thing impossible Hollis yep. steps through bravely alright go ahead and make me a reflex save mm, okay I rolled an 11 for a 21 very middling today very well you take seven points of electricity damage. I take no electricity damage. And Citra will follow suit. All right. I rolled a 16 for a 32. You leap forward, tumble ahead, roll into the chamber, taking no damage. Masika takes takes her time kind of going through because, good lord. She rolls a 19, which gets her 27 on her reflex save. Masika knows a lot about lightning. I feel like if you're taking your time going through, that should be a reflex penalty. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to go rushing through in case there's like a pit or something on the other side. We have no idea. That would have actually been hilarious if it's like Sudi bravely dives forward into the pit. (laughs) I have slow Uh, fall, though, so I would have made it. You take seven points of electricity damage. So you take no points of electricity damage. Stepping through, all of you enter into a chamber filled with this wide square stone platform. Standing in the center of this room, a shallow set of stone steps leads up to the platform on each side of the square. A stone slab strangely hangs from the ceiling on thick iron chains, mirroring the platform on the floor in exact size, but with a ball of green fire at each corner illuminating this chamber. Beyond the massive stone, head and shoulders of a sphinx protrude from the far wall. The carving stretches from floor to ceiling and its face is a featureless mass of jagged edges and chipped stone. Life-sized carved images of kneeling supplicants on the walls ring the chamber facing the sphinx. I would like to activate my golem bane scarab. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) You'll need to cross the room to get within 60 feet. I'm gonna detect magic. I was going to say, this platform has me concerned. Very well. Uh, what old spells do you guys have activated right now, other than your protection from electricity? I don't I have, have any. Sand I don't have visibility, anything. and I have a greater reversion. The only one to notice anything additional as you step forward is Hollis. The entirety of that hanging stone slab is covered by invisible spikes, pointed oh, no. straight <laughs> down towards the ground below. <laughs> There's invisible spikes on that uh, hanging stone thing, so... Uh, it's definitely a trap, then. It, it's a big old meat tenderizer, and I suggest we don't get underneath it. I've seen... Hit, I played Hitman 3. I know all about so those. what is the point of this room, then? It might be some sort of giant 
sacrificial chamber. You line everybody up and you squish them? Or something like that. I guess we should look around and see if we see any, like, I don't know, signs of blood or... Mess. So he's going to stick with Hollis on that as we investigate how around. How high is the one hanging off the floor? Like, how high is it? We could walk underneath it, but there are spikes. Uh, the ceiling in this chamber is 50 feet high. The stone platform is 5 feet high. The slab of stone hangs 40 feet above it. Got to get some acceleration for the squish. Masika mm-hmm. is going to open her si- the side pouch on her bag. Brunner. Hey, Narmer. Yes. Go see if there's anything on top of this hanging thing. Watch out for invisible spacks. Also, you didn't miss anything when we went through the lightning. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't think so. I didn't hear any, like, screams or shouts or profanities. It was weirdly okay. Somewhat tingly. I'm sure it would have been terrible for me with my 50% extra damage if by electricity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Off I go. Bit strange that you're weak to that, and yet Masiko primarily uses that. I know, it's really interesting. Hmm. It's kind of like how if you're lactose intolerant, it makes you want cheese even more. At least I assume. (laughs) (laughs) Funny thing about lactose intolerance, that sometimes cheese does not affect it. There you go. If you're one of those lucky lactose intolerant people. Cleric fact. Hard cheeses don't Mm -hmm. usually bother lactose intolerance, but other kinds do. All right, so Hollis, you're just sweeping the room with tech magic? Uh, Sudi, what are you up to? Uh, I guess Sudi will also activate ye old golden bane scarab and escort Hollis around the room. Oh, what a wait! A great time for a stroll. Sure, if you say it that way. I'm a little concerned. This is the good part. The part where you're in the cool, evil crypt and the strange mockings people probably haven't seen for thousands of years. That's the good part. Masika? I'm actually going to levitate up with an armor. I can do that once per day with my flight hex. So he can just hang out on my shoulder and we're just going to levitate up. All right. And then, Citra, you said that you wanted to get close enough to use your Golden Bane Scarab on the face and shoulders of the Sphinx protruding from the wall. Yes. Okay. So, first off, Hollis sweeping the room with detect magic. The only magical auras in here, other than the magical auras that pervade the entirety of this structure and limit teleportation, all the rest of that good stuff, uh, is the invisibility on the spikes over your head. Hmm. Hmm. Sudi, again, you don't get close enough to detect or use your golden vein scarab on the thing on the far side of the room, and there's no other statuary uh, other than the carvings on the surrounding walls. None of these carvings appear to be golems. Cool. Did you guys fight carving golem once? Probably. It's a like, a hier- golem. like a I mean, seems like a hieroglyph familiar. golem thing or something like that it was carved into the wall. Probably. Like a golem, bas relief golem or something. Was it I don't know. You guys fought. Room? No. no, that was different. Something. That was that was a full full blown statue. Masika levitating up to the top. Uh, yeah, there's about a 10-foot gap, and you can see where the chains interconnect here and then go up into the ceiling. Where they go to, you're not positive. But it seems like it's designed to drop all four corners simultaneously. Yeah, there's nothing up here. It's just a giant, I don't know, sacrificial punishment squish machine. Hmm. There's a lot of dust. I don't know if it's been used in a long time. Good. Well, stay up there in case this thing is a golem. You can drop it on there. <laughs> okay. It's real dusty. Narmer pops into the bag, comes out with a little feather duster, starts what, dusting. What, what, <laughs> what are you doing? I don't have time to change in my maid outfit, but I figured Mas- one up here. <laughs> Masika sneezes as dust starts getting flung everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. Don't we have fan art of Narmer in a maid outfit? 
I don't know. We might. <laughs> it's it's a sugar feather duster. <laughs> yep. I've been collecting <laughs> them. Been, yeah, he's been collecting been her collecting. feathers. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And then I've been practicing using my craft skill. And by that, I mean my number of ranks of craft equal to your number of ranks of craft. It's a clockwork feather duster. <laughs> Where did you get that gear? He took it out of one of, uh, like, somewhere in himself and put it on his <laughs> Yep. Like, I didn't need that. <laughs> oh, man. It's basically one of those, like, little egg beaters, except for I tied a bunch of feathers to it. You know, when you have a like, hand crank for them. <laughs> anyway, unnecessarily complicated feather duster aside. Citra, you make your way over, detect golems, and do not sense anything golem-like coming from this life-sized carved images of the uh, kneeling supplicants or the carving of the sphinx protruding from the wall. Any secret doors? I would like to then start checking for secret doors. Uh, what do you get taking 10 on perception? 26. But I assume if I'm looking for secret doors, then I'm using my lens of detection, which gives me a plus 5, which gives me a 31. It's going to take you a long time. Yeah, it's fine. We're burning some of her duration on that spell, so it's fine. And Sudi can probably help. He's got a really good uh, perception as well. Yeah, I mean, once they, once there's no like danger or whatever, I can start basically going along the other wall. All right, but we cannot spend longer than 30 minutes in here or else we'll be crispy going back through the wall. It takes about 10 minutes to search the surrounding walls. Okay. Yeah, I suppose uh, Citra, Sudi, you begin filling along the walls. Hollis, I imagine, probably turn it pull out a book and take a couple notes on these uh, relief carvings and everything. Again, surprisingly, there are no hieroglyphs in here. Hmm. It's all artistic carvings in supplication to Ereshkigal. Well, no time for, you know, reading and writing when you're supplicating, I I guess. Maybe it's a whole religious thing where you have to, like, be on the platform not knowing whether or not it's going to drop on you at any time. It's all about faith. You have to have faith that it won't be dropped on you. Mm -hmm. It's true. Search in the room, you find no secret passages. I would like to examine the platform. Uh, the only thing you can really note about this platform is it's of a different stone than the entirety of the rest of the structure. It's granite. Can I do a, like, knowledge engineering to maybe know what kind of stone this is? Uh, sure, you can make a knowledge engineering. Okie dokie. How do you activate the lowering device? That's what I was going to ask next. <laughs> uh, I roll a 9 for a 20. Masika takes 10 on a knowledge engineering check and gets a 34. How do we lower this platform? <laughs> She is up there also. <laughs> well, she's up there. I'm like r- walking along the outside of it. Mm-hmm. One, this is not normal construction type stuff. Uh, first off, there does not appear to be a mecha- mechanism to allow you to lower the spikes. More likely than not, there is probably a magical trigger for it at some point. Mm. Uh, again, there is there is technically a mechanism to drop it from in the ceiling, but you don't see a way to activate it other than maybe if there was once a magical source. Although, if that's the case, then there is no longer a magical source here to do that. There's no manual way to drop this. Sudi, looking over the stone platform, the only thing that you can determine that's curious, uh, this platform is 60 feet across, counting the steps leading up to it on each one of the sides. It's almost perfectly square. It's also one solid slab. Whoa. As you kind of turn and look at the 30-foot-wide entry hall and the 10-foot-wide door... So I think this first. might have been here before they built this. This is a solid piece of stone, and there's no way they got it through the door. I have a theory. Magic? Because that's my theory. Probably magic. What if they wanted a cool platform to worship on, and so they asked the glabbers you and wished the platform in, and he said, sure, 
But then the bad part of the wish was it also came with a spike death trap. <laughs> I mean, that is possible. I mean, that's true. I guess we know how all the cultists dies. And we don't know how big the second floor is. There could very well be a hand lever upstairs, but there's nothing down here. <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, has anyone stepped on the platform? No. no. Narmer's okay. dusted it, but up t- above dusted it. Dusted the but, top of it. <laughs> yeah. I could dust the spikes, too. Citra would like to throw a pebble on the... I was just thinking, do I have anything kind of heavy? Yeah. You're going to have to find something other than a pebble, but... There are no loose stones or this, like the bottom section of this room is surprisingly clean. You could pull out like a silver piece or something like that easily. Sure. Yeah. Silver piece, go. It makes a satisfying ring sound as it strikes the granite. It then does four slow circular rotations before finally falling over. There has to be more to this room than this. <laughs> hmm? I'm almost a little disappointed. It's probably some sort of weird Ereshkigal worship thing. I mean, this is the side for her supplication. Hey, hey, Citra, you're real quick. Just uh, <laughs> put a little toe on there. Don't do that. Just a little baby toe. Citra kind of looks at Sudi, and then she I looks wouldn't. at Hollis, and then she puts a toe on the platform. Yeah! Oh, come on! <laughs> Hollis isn't fast enough, but Citra's got And the Sphinx reasons. animates. <laughs> I just want to see if something occurs. I don't know. You step forward, place your foot on the platform. Nothing happens. Yeah, okay. I was hoping we would find something useful, or at least a way up. The most disappointing is part, there yes, any is way the to stairs. follow the chains up through the ceiling? Well, if I had gaseous form, we could become mist, and then we had mist our way up, following the chains, maybe. But we don't know the layout of the second floor. It could be that they literally just go up into the ceiling, and then there's yeah. not an exit onto the second floor up there. I just feel like there's a mystery we're missing in here. Well, none of us worship Ereshkigal, and if there was a magical trigger for this, it's faded or it's not something we can find. Oh, man, you gotta kneel on it. I don't want to do that. That seems scary. Again, why are we trying to activate this? There is no reason to do that. Sudi's right. Maybe they put the guards in Warjop in the hopes that we'd come in here and then kill ourselves. But also, there ain't no magic to activate it. There's no trigger for it. Not everything is magical, Hollis. Sometimes it'd be that way. Hollis looks at you like, rude. (laughs) How dare you? I mean, he's also not wrong. But why hide this room behind a big wall of electricity? I just have a nagging feeling that we're missing something, but I don't know what to do. It probably has something to do with proving your faith to Ereshkigal. You have to, like, get through the lightning and then get under the platform with the death spikes and... There's the carvings of the worshippers on the one side and the statue of her on the other. It's got to have something to do with the test of faith. Hmm. There's a bok bok from your bag. Hmm. Yeah. It's also always possible that there was some sort of magic here before and that it's no longer working now. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Sugar says probably the magic's just not working anymore. Because I don't see any runes that seem to have established this wall of lightning here. So I'm going to bet that that's some more of that wishcraft that seems to be just kind of a way of cheating. Mm-hmm. Cheetahs. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the Latin probably wishcraft on account of they were cheating. with Well, wishes aren't cheating, but they're kind of like cheating. Well, I guess in that case, we're going to have to go through the fog. There's no other path. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, what we could do is go back through the, the, the killing floor room uh, into the storage closet and then stone shape... A door into the room with the pool. The, yeah. the scrying pool? 
the scrying pool so we could get to it. And then, or we can also open that door and see if the fog continues around there. I mean, if it works up to like 200 feet per level or square feet per level, that's, I mean, I bet you it's that whole whole side. Yeah, I bet you it's that whole side of the Sphinx. Almost. (laughs) You'd be amazed how quickly you keep in mind that 200 square feet is just two 10 foot squares. Yeah, also to the ceiling. This place is stupid huge. Well, it's. Ten, it's uh, 200 square feet, and then it stretches up 20 feet. So, I mean, if she's 11th level, that's 2,200 square feet. So that's a lot. Well, we don't know how much hallway she's blocked up upstairs. Or the yeah. stairs Yeah, because if she's smart, she just did it in the hallways. Or you can just navigate your way through the fog. That's up to you. Oh, you know who's immune to confusion? Or is he? I am. Maybe mm. Narmer leads the way. I'm 100% amused. Amused also, but also immune. So we're going to treat him like zero? Yeah. <laughs> he saw Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer slash zero. He opens his chest cavity and blasts all of you with radiation. Oh, my. All right, Narmer. I was going to say, there is one more thing we haven't done down here, but I don't know if we want to try, but we still have those tiles. Oh, the tile puzzle. Uh, that's on the opposite side of everything. I know. It is, but I gosh, Let's I save that for after puzzle. we've done everything else, because yeah. I'm worried that Sarathet's going to start doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to do the tile puzzle, but I uh, it's also hard to get to, so I may have to wait. But I do want to do it because it'll probably stupidly give us something we should have had the whole time that would have been really cool to have. But Yeah. Or we get it again, wrong and summon a giant mud elemental. Yeah. You gotta yep. have faith in yourself. I, I want to get to the rest of the cult as fresh as we can. Also, Sudi is not a smart man. I'm not very fresh, so either way is fine with me. All right. I guess Narber can lead the way to the room where we think we might be able to scry. We will tie ourselves together. Yeah, so basically we're just going to go where Narmer tells us to go. So that if even if we're confused, we just go with what Narmer says. We tie ourselves together with a rope. Yeah, probably to be safe. That seems unwise, but okay, we could just hold hands. <laughs> Unless you get suggested to let go. Uh, yeah. No, the confusion was just to make you think you were going the wrong way. It wasn't like a confusion effect. So as long yeah, as yeah, but they can put a suggestion spell anywhere they want as well, and the suggestion could be you know leave this place or whatever you know or like, abandon know. your friends <laughs> or murder or your friends. kill your friends. Who well, knows? Yeah, your but friends. I mean a suggestion spell leave this place and you have a rope tied around you. You just untie the rope and walk away. That's true. You know? Somebody that's good at tying ropes. Yeah, I was going to say, who's a good knot tire? Because sometimes you don't know how to undo them. Whoever has the highest combat maneuver bonus. All right, Sudi's the tire. Masika's not tying herself to everyone else. I think that's yeah, a really that's bad just, idea. I, that feels like a really bad idea. Okay, well, I'll tie myself to somebody. Citra, can I tie myself? Every time we reach an intersection, someone says Miondo and the other person says Klein. Yeah. He's a famous pathfinder. It's a Marco Polo joke. Anyway. All right, Nama, I'm going to give you this rope, and I'm tying the other side to my... I'm going to have Sudi tie the other side to myself. You hold this rope so I don't get disconnected from you. Okay. Awesome. Sudi, will you tie this rope on me? I suppose Sudi will tie the knot as good as he can do it, because that's what you wanted. And he'll save his I told you so's for later. I'll tell you so when you're lost in the fog. (laughs) 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 I muttered my chicken, mostly. Narmer desperately resists the urge to like sleight of hand something. <laughs> ah, trickster, archetype, fighting. <laughs> what would be most useful for the party? 
Narmer shares Masika's alignment, which is neutral good. He will do the best thing. I will do the best thing. And I can also lie to you emotionally. Yeah, he can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's 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 go before we all lose our nerve. Let's do this and just see how it goes. You make your way, navigate your way back to the uh, the fog, I suppose, after your little detour there. All right, yep. so are we heading straight for the stairs or are we heading for the scrying room? I think if we could get to the scrying room, it's on the way. Okay. I think the plan is to get to the scrying room so we can get an eye of of a place that is on the second floor and then teleport to that. Okay. Or not or uh, not teleport, dimension door to that. Hmm. And maybe catch them by surprise. Yeah, if it doesn't, it doesn't, but yeah. All right, Narmer, I'll follow your directions. Follow me, everyone. All right. He then plunges into the fog. No, Narmer, stay on my shoulder. Okay. Then just tell me which way to go. Tally-ho. <laughs> And you say you're not you're not a mount. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so I suppose all of you make your way forward. You step into the fog. The moment you do so, you feel this cool, almost moist air roll over you. As you enter into the fog, you can tell it's not just billowing yellow. There's a faint green tint to it. Mm. And something of this earthy smell that makes you think of rivers. You make your way forward into the fog. Masika, Sudi, up at point. Hollis and Citra following along behind. Again, for those of you in the back, you can barely see Masika and Sudi's back just a few feet in front of you. There's the soft sound of Sudi's footsteps. It's so quiet here that it seems to absorb all noise. And as you slink your way forward in silence, there's just the occasional shuffle from all of you and that soft tick, tick, tick that is almost background noise most of the time of the gears and such whirling inside of Narmer. Soft crackling sound from Citra's blade in her offhand. You all pass one door. Continue past the second door. Should we be opening these doors? They're all arcane they locked. Were, oh, arcane they're locked. locked. That's right. Yeah, okay, they're all good. locked. I'm just having flashbacks to the last time we were in I, I thought the same thing. I was like, man, how funny would it be if we had the same fight again? <laughs> Ambush! You reach the intersection. Okay, left. Go left. Suda, you turn, step, begin to make your way forward, crouching low. Citra trailing directly behind him. Hollis, there's a tug from your rope. Hmm. Uh, Mashika, uh, other left. Other, ah. <laughs> uh, oh God, where did they go? <laughs> Uh-oh. Hollis, you have enough time to flail around in the darkness before practically slapping Citra before you <laughs> manage to find her through the fog and grab onto her shoulder. Told you we should have held hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now back in there. And then forward. Straight. All right. Go straight. Nope. The other straight. Other straight. <laughs> I told you we should have okay. all tied ourselves. All right. Up. Now we need to turn left again. Okay. That's right. That's... No, not right. That's left. <laughs> We're good. Everyone stay still. We're perfectly fine. We're literally just watching Rick roll dice and then tell us we're lost. Where's oh Sudi? He's just up ahead. Sudi, sound off. Yondo. Klein. Oh, God, he's lost. <laughs> I'm going to save you, Sudi. He then dives off of Masika's no, shoulder. Masika! <laughs> no, Masika! Masika's her own name. <laughs> You are confused. You're Masika yells confused. out and then runs into the nearest row <laughs> for no reason. Everybody stop. All right. I've got the hold of Hollis. Well, I have a hold Sudi, of you. Sudi, yeah. where are you? 
I have no idea. Would reach forward. Sudi <laughs> so like starts whapping his tail and his arms around to try to find somebody. Uh, I suppose you move back towards your compatriots. Yep. Very well. All right. Somebody either hold on to Sudi or grab his tail. Whichever one is more comfortable. You can hear Sudi's voice slowly fading away as he starts talking to all of you. <laughs> Where are you going? Aren't they? Oh, no, wait. wait. He has a 50% chance of choosing the wrong direction every time. All right. We're going to stay still. Narmer, go find Sudi. I'm coming, buddy. And this is why you tie yourself to Nama, because he pulls you the right direction. Oh, God, I have to go with him, because he's pulling me the right direction. <laughs> I figure we all go with Narmer. Everybody stay together. Masika, hold on. Everybody hold hands. Citra has this entire conversation before nearly pulling Hollis off her feet, because she starts wandering off down the wrong course. She's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. other direction. We should have okay. dispelled this confusion effect. Why didn't we do this? Well, I suggested doing it. I think we should do it. Also, for a cat that really loves rope, you're so averse to rope. Just so we know, y'all, we made it an entire, what, 40 feet? We haven't even made any turns. We haven't even made one turn. Well, Sudi got stubborn and decided he didn't want to do anything to stick with the party. Sudi is a typical man in this way. (laughs) He doesn't ask for directions. You turn, navigate with some trial and error for a little bit. We won't draw this out too much. Just one brief comedy segment. (laughs) You turn left, then right, then left, then left again, as Narmer continues to try to direct Masika the right direction before she's just like, right, go straight, and then immediately turns right. And then pulls everyone else with you. (laughs) There's a little Benny Hill music playing in the background. (laughs) We're all going into different rooms and coming out again. You eventually pass by another door. Is that the door? No, that will take us into the hot springs. Oh, okay. We need to go straight. Mm-hmm. The all other right. straight, Citra. <laughs> no, not... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing Narmer fight. We finally found something that frustrates Narmer. <laughs> That's true. Paula just closes her eyes and just like lets herself be tugged a direction. I have an idea. What if all of you climb inside the bag of holding? We can't And then breathe. I just drag it on until I get to wherever we need to go. Because we can't breathe in there. Could poke some holes in it. I don't think that's how that works. In the very expensive magical item, please. You eventually manage to navigate uh, reaching the door, which you believe would lead you into the chamber where you fought against the broken soul, Rathos. Way back when. Uh, do you guys keep going past that? I think we should go in there. I think, I think we're wanting to get inside and see if we can do a do a trick. The door is locked. Yes. Oh, yeah. Citra steps forward. All right. Go ahead and make me a disabled device. You want to keep people from getting to your house, plan a hedge maze, and make this spell a permanent effect. Yeah. <laughs> yup. Uh, so I rolled an eight for a 31. Very well. You unlock this. Uh, stepping through, you guys find this, this chamber is just how you left it previously. Oh, good. Covered in scorch marks. Oh, yeah. And no fog, I'm guessing. There's no fog in here. Uh-huh. Yep. All right, let's use this here device. I forget what it is to use this device. Uh, making your way in here, if you so wish to use it, you may attempt a use magic device check. Okay. Mm, not the best roll. I, I rolled a nine for a 31. 31? Mm-hmm. A 31 will succeed. What chamber are you attempting to view? Something upstairs. I don't know any chambers upstairs. Unfortunately, you don't actually know any chambers upstairs. 
Uh, so you can blindly activate it. I'd need you to roll percentile. Cool. Uh, I rolled a 52. Nope, it's just showing you the chamber of ritual, ritual purification. All right, let me shake the magic eight ball. Can I try again? <laughs> uh, you can attempt it again. Every time that you attempt it, it does take 20 minutes. Oh. For, like, try it for the pool again or for just a person? For the pool to refresh. Oh. I think we should just try to get to the stairs. I think so as well. It's going to take a long time if you're just trying to randomly get into a room that's on the second floor. How long did it take us to get here from the beginning of the hallway? Uh, about five minutes. So in 20 minutes, we could probably be at the stairs. This is such a very bad idea. I really don't like it. I don't <laughs> see have any no better other option, choice. unfortunately. Yeah. But God, there's so many pit spells I'd put in the way if, I, if this were my trap. <laughs> they don't last that long, though. You get those uh, lenses of fog cutting or whatever that let you see through fog. Oh, yeah, the fog cutter lenses. Like, part of me wants to try again, but... Nah, it's, just a, it's gambler's <laughs> fallacy, yeah. I suppose you set off back into the fog? Yep. Yep. All right. You return back into the fog. Struggle a great deal to continue your way down the passageway. In essence, it takes you the better part of about three more minutes to manage to get down a hallway as you make your way further and further and further. Using our patented Narmer leading technology. Mm-hmm. Finally reaching the portion of the passageway where it continues and turns right, leading you into the area where Sophronia had led you originally, or at the very least, before she could speak with you, had led you into the abandoned section there. And then you hope the turn to your left, which should take you to the front right paw of the statue. As you step forward, Sudi. Uh-oh. Go ahead and make me a will save. Uh-oh. Yep. Okay, all right, we're all right. Uh, that is an 18 for a 31. Sudi, as you step forward, you feel a soft tingling. A voice comes to you, seemingly whispered out of the darkness. Make your way to the second floor. With all due haste, destroy the cult of the forgotten pharaoh. Okay, that was weird. What, what I are think you... I found that suggestion thing. What did it say? It told me to go up to the second floor and destroy the cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh, which would not fit with what we were thinking who, who caused this. Unless it's your friend. Maybe part of her is fighting? You're thinking that Serethet cast this without the control of the Pharaoh? I don't know. I don't think she would have made it harder for us to get up there if she wanted us to help her. That's true. What if they're not up there? What if they're in the other temple? Maybe the suggestion was so Sudi would just run around in all of this and be completely lost. I mean, they did have to make it sound reasonable. I mean, it said with all due haste. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of agreeing with Hollis. I almost feel like we should test the opposite because if they knew that we knew they were upstairs and we've oh been gone God, for a while. Let's not get into this. <laughs> but but they may have moved, especially since we got rid of the other cult to Oreshkigal. They and have if options. They tra- okay, and if they trapped upstairs really heavily and I ran headlong in there, you I would could die. hurt myself or died. Maybe that's what they want. I don't know. It's starting to sound actually weirdly reasonable. I think you're all overthinking it. Where am I leading you? I would rather overthink it and be safe than rush up there and die. I, I don't like doing what a suggestion to spell tells Sudi to do. I don't know. Let's just make a decision and go, I guess. I still like the idea of seeing where we're going. I mean, what's another 
what, 15 minutes? Maybe the fog doesn't go all the way into that area. It's possible. If it doesn't go all that way, it'll tell us that we're on the right track of going upstairs. They would have had to at least gotten into this er that area in order to put the alarm spell on, right? So they've been there. At least one of them. Yes. Right. Uh, it would only take Narmer another couple of seconds to manage to navigate you all, all of you the additional 10 feet to exit the fog. Oh, good. Where you find a passage leads its way unobstructed back down to the south through the stone wall that you'd had to break through previously to enter into the abandoned section where Sophronia was. They're probably not this way. Well, if they're not, yes. then we can go look in our little peeper. And now we're unimpeded. You wish to make your way to the Grand Chapel? I'm going to yes. maintain a detect magic to, just in case. to Yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll keep the Golembane Scarab active as well. So you make your way down, you pass through the mudroom, you make your way back into the uh, the Grand Temple. Yes. Mm. You navigate your way back up to the mirror if you so wish. All right, how do we use this mirror? I get this one in the pool confused. Uh, so if you activate the mirror, it can view any of the chambers with the statues. Can we just like click through them? <laughs> uh, no, you have to select one of the statues to view. So there's the one in the entryway, there's the statue in the chamber with the scrying pool, there's the statue in the chamber of sky, and then there's the statue in here. Oh, so we have to know the statue before we can do it? Yeah, because all it does is allow you to use a divination focus. Oh, well, uh, it, it let us look at the bee baby before we knew about that room. Yeah. Right, because that was the last chamber that it was actually tied to. So when she blindly activated it, it went back to the last chamber. Oh, well, shoot. If I'd known that, then I would have said we should have gone north. Um, all right. Back to the fog. And I guess um, that was <laughs> yeah. that was just trying to separate us because I would have run forward blindly into the exactly. fog. Exactly. That's exactly what it yeah. was. It was you just running off by yourself and getting hopelessly lost in this fog. All right. Oh, well. Good on you, Heather. We <laughs> spotted them. And that's what makes me happy. All right. Back we go into the fog. Narmer leads the way. So you navigate your way back to the south, back through the mud room, circle back around, back up the hallway. So many passages. Uh, Narmer can help basically fight you guys over the next uh, <laughs> two or three minutes until you manage to stumble your way out of the fog. Oh, good. Leading through the hallway that makes its way up to the door leading into the front right paw of the Sphinx. I mean, the place where she put that's the best place to put it. It confuses us to the only yeah. way upstairs. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of that was really just to try to burn time off of whatever spells we may have cast. Yep, it took you guys about 15 minutes to navigate your way through there. Yeah, I mean, like, our resist electricity is gone, but we cast it for a specific purpose, so, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that served its purpose as soon as we got I out of there. I see invisibility is probably gone anyway. It was probably, it's probably, was pretty It's close. a 10 minutes per caster level spell. So that would have been 120. Two hours. Okay, cool. Uh, can we look at the top of this thing? Uh, this uh, ziggurat, ziggurat thing? Because I don't think we've ever looked up there. If you want to climb up the steps to the top of the ziggurat, you can. As far as the... Again, when you step back into the front right paw, you enter into a chamber where the... Uh, a large chamber appearing to have uh, been hollowed out from the Sphinx's front right leg and paw. A small pyramid standing near the center of the room... Steep stairs climb up the pyramid's western face to reach its flattened top. I keep saying ziggurat. It's not technically a ziggurat because it's not actually it's not a tiered. step pyramid. Oh. It's, yeah. it's got the pyramidical sides, but then it's flat on top. Hollis runs up the stairs real quick just to make sure for completion's sake. The pyramid does abut the uh, wall on the southern side of the chamber, creating a corridor that uh, around the pyramid to the north and balls of green fire at each corner of the pyramid illuminate the room. Ascending up to the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. 
Watch out for invisible spikes on the ceiling. Mm. This was the original pyramid that they built, and then they realized <laughs> they built it too small out of magic, and they were like, we have to think bigger. What is this? A pyramid for ants? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will allow you to make a knowledge engineering as you've reached the top of this. Okay. All right, I rolled okay on that. I rolled 16 for a 28. Reaching the top of this, glancing about, this is strangely laid out. The top section of this is about 30 feet wide, 20 feet deep, hmm. which means that this pyramid is actually not equal on each side, hmm. which is odd for a pyramid. It means it's actually longer on its eastern and western faces. Also, you ascended up the western face, which you should never do. The entrances to a pyramid or any steps or anything like that, any of the causeways that lead up to them should always be on the eastern face. The quote-unquote front of the pyramid should always face the rising sun. It's an anti-pyramid. You don't know what that means. This place is weird. Can I slide, slide down, down the and side? Let's go. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to ask to do that. Just yep, seems you faster. can slide down the side. Cool. I slide it's down the side. a little bit side. difficult in your new skirt, but fair enough. I'm wearing my pants underneath. Fair enough. It's going to be really hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's like... Oh, I've, gone, I've gone for the desert lairs look now. Got mage armor on? That'll protect your butt. I got mage armor. Go. That's true. Yeah, you can navigate your way around the pyramid if you so wish and go further. Other than that just being a bad pyramid, I, I got nothing. Do you guys wish to continue? Yes. 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 You make your way forward. Uh, I bet there's 600 the... of them in this room again to murder us. Probably. <laughs> through the Temple of Sekhmet past the Mad Painter's Chamber. Enter into the Silver Forge, probably warily. Mm-hmm. But it's unoccupied. All right. Hmm. From there, you can step into the side chamber. Pushing past the curtain, you enter into a small area. A number of pillows and small tables line this area, providing for, you're going to guess, an antechamber, a waiting room. A set of steps ascends up into the darkness. All right, we're ready. Yep. I mean, uh, as I'm going to be. Okay. Let's do this. Sudi will <laughs> try to be quiet, but knows that that's probably a losing act of going up the stairs because there's no way they're not just looking at these stairs. I suppose then you set off up the steps. Mm -hmm. Your footsteps echo in the tight corridor as you steadily ascend up the staircase. The walls here covered in thin hieroglyphs. In many places, these seem to be almost these nonsensical prayers. As you reach the top of the steps, there's a change. The hieroglyphs have been reworked. <laughs> oh, no. The name Ereshkigal has been removed. The hieroglyphs for the Sky Pharaoh have been placed over them. You reach the top of the steps and find a long corridor stretching ahead of you. Well, someone's been busy. I guess what else are you going to do here? <laughs> that's in waging war on the uh, Moftet, and uh, I guess that's it. All right. Well, let's go. Sudi will make his way forward. Here yeah. we go. We'll follow. You make your way slowly down the passage, passing by more and more prayers to the Forgotten Pharaoh, to the Sky Pharaoh. A faint smell comes from ahead of you. The smell of jasmine and myrrh. As you continue down the passage, your light continues to play as the passage stretches and stretches well over a hundred feet in length. 
Ahead of you, you see a large stone door. I shall check it for trap. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Apparently it is the night of 16s. 32. It's not trapped. It is locked. Uh, that means there's going to be more fog in here. Is it magically locked or just mundanely locked? Uh, it appears to just be locked. Hmm. Hmm. I shall disable. I prepare a dispel magic in case it opens up into some sort of... It's another alarm. <laughs> An alarm or a glyph or a... I don't know. All right. I rolled perfectly average. Um, so that gives me a 33. You kneel down. Speak the command word for your bracers. They fall off your wrists. Forming into perfect set of thieves tools. Pick out the proper tools. Take a moment. Work on the lock. There's a satisfying pop sound after about half a minute. This is a very good lock. It's open. Sudi does a three, two, one count and opens the door. Shoving open the door, you find a chamber some 30 feet across, maybe 40 feet wide. Another door exits the far side of this chamber. The walls here are covered in complex markings. More hieroglyphs, not seeming a replacement but whole new hieroglyphs carved into the walls, extolling the power and virtue of the Sky Pharaoh hmm. and his divine right of rule. Most notice notable, however, is the far wall off towards your right-hand side, which is covered from nearly floor to ceiling with a depiction of a massive winged pyramid. All right. Wouldn't it be really funny if the pyramid actually had wings? I hope it does. So the suggestion said to go kill the cultists of the Forgotten Pharaoh. Destroy, yes. And the door said Forgotten Pharaoh. But in here it says Sky Pharaoh? It seems to be using the terms interchangeably. Okay. I yeah. didn't know if we were having the warring things still. Yeah, usually they don't do that, but... Hollis, are any of these runes, prayers, magical in any way? I don't know I what's the point around. of putting all of this on the wall. Anyone that wishes to may make me an old religion. Oh, wow. Not 20 on this. Cool. A 42. Uh, I get a 19 for a 24. Uh, Misty curls a 14 for a 27 on religion. I mean, it's just like any other pyramid. They have mm -hmm. prayers and all of that stuff on the walls, I would imagine. The three of you, everyone's saying Citra. He's probably a little distracted appreciating the actual artistic skill of this pyramid. The other three of you realize that these aren't just words being carved onto the walls. These are actual pyramid texts. These are the hieroglyphs that would be used to extol the virtues of a pharaoh before they ascend into the afterlife. In essence, they're used to announce an individual before their appearance before the gods of the dead. They're also used as kind of a roadmap. It's almost like, especially because of the reoccurrence of phrasing, it's it's strange because you never see the word Hakatep. It's always the Forgotten Pharaoh, the Sky Pharaoh. It's always an epitaph, not the actual name. Oh. In addition to that, its its direction seems to be reversed. To bring him back. Instead of it seeming to walk an individual through the gateway through the passage where the individual would join Ra and travel with him on his boat into the underworld to return back with the risen returned god. 
it seems to be taking it all in backwards steps. It's to bring Hakatep back from the afterlife. Mm. Mm. All right, well, well, there's only one door. But no, they're not magical. All right, that's worth a shot because this is a lot of work to go through. Well, you know, cultists possessed by spirits of dead pharaohs. Masika shrugs. Oh, when you put it that way, it sounds actually pretty reasonable. (laughs) I suppose you press forward. Yep. Yeah, I'm continuing to ready to dispel bad magic. All the symbols. (laughs) The door slides open easily, and you step from here into a chamber, an echoingly huge chamber. This vast room forms the head of the sightless sphinx. Something you can tell by noting that while you had seen no eyes on the exterior, there are two large eye-like windows along the wall towards your right-hand side. These windows of transparent red crystal flood the room with crimson light. Six stone pillars stretch from floor to ceiling, covered in countless tiny hieroglyphs. Another set of wide double doors exits from this chamber off towards the left-hand side are almost carved in the fashion of a perching falcon, its wings curved down to form each hall half of the door, gleaning an off gold in the reddish light. However, your eyes are instead drawn to the far end of the chamber where sits a throne, Mm. directly in front of a large depiction of a pyramid with wings. Four silent masked figures stand in this chamber between the pillars. As the door opens, they all turn their heads and step forward, forming a gauntlet leading its way up towards the throne. Sliding up from her sitting position in the throne is a woman. The woman is not particularly tall, perhaps five and a half feet. Her hair, her features, any of that is lost behind the golden mask that she wears. This forms up into a headdress resembling a crowning falcon. Black ringlets manage to peek out from underneath this and fall down over her shoulders. And she wears a simple white shift. An armband of serpents enwraps one arm. And she carries easily with her what appears to be a quarter staff of red and blue. The woman stands fully, tilts her head in some curiosity as she looks over all of you. She speaks, but two voices emerge. One familiar, disturbingly so, to Hollis, even muffled and echoed feminine from within the mask. The other for Sudi, hauntingly familiar as well. Mm-hmm. The voice of Hakatep coming to you from the Aeons. At last you have arrived. The woman glides forward, literally gliding, as her toes scrape against the stone before she begins to hover up into the air. So with this person flying, man. Sky Pharaoh. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. It has taken you some time. We had some other things to take care of. I mean, and it's a big sphinx. And you did put that fog in the way to make it a little bit harder to get here. I don't know any of you. Well, that's a lie. I don't know any of the three who spoke to me, Hollis. I'm sorry, I wasn't sure if it was you speaking or the thing that's inside of you. We are the Forgotten Pharaoh. Well, the Seraph that I knew wouldn't have desecrated a 
place of archaeological import. It is not desecrating if one is simply remodeling. After one has been gone for so long, everything within the bounds of Osirian belongs to the Forgotten Pharaoh. Belongs to the Ruby Prince? The Forgotten Pharaoh is dead. I live. It's time for the Forgotten Pharaoh to be laid to rest. He deserves his proper rest. Mm -hmm. It is not fair what happened to him, but that does not mean he has the right to come here and take everything back over. His time is past. Do you believe in fate? As much as anybody can in an age of lost omens. She cocks her head, tapping a finger along the side of her face in a way that, again, for Hollis, is just so disturbingly familiar. I I didn't. There's a strange break in the cadence, as if you are receiving two answers from two separate people. The Forgotten Pharaoh looks down on you. I could have saved this country. But my time was stolen from me. My friends were stolen from me. All of it was taken. And yet, I endure eternal. You endure because horrible magics were performed upon your body that severed you into pieces. We want to put you back to rest, Hakotep. There's a pause. Or should we call you Ramos? Hakotep. There is no feminine voice as something speaks oh! from inside the mask. There it is. Sudikantar, last eye of Ra. You wish to restore me? To put you to rest. I'd rather you get your just rewards in the afterlife. That's what you're due. I am due that. And yet here I am, given the opportunity to fix what is wrong with the world. With this country that I love, so much is broken. I can see it in her mind. But you're not helping if you're killing those that are Osirian. There will be those that oppose me. I'm not talking about those who oppose you. I'm talking about the innocent lives you took in Wati. Innocent lives. He doesn't know about that. That was the mask. That was a different aspect. It was still part of him. It is still part of this. Mm-hmm. If my call has caused harm, it is because some are too weak to control it. She extends a hand. Give it to me, and I will ensure that it is put to proper use. No, because our goal is to put you to rest, not let you do what you think is right. You, no offense, but you are broken, and we cannot trust you. You need to be put to rest. You deserve your reward. Nahamra, you speak with the wisdom of your ancestors. My ancestors weren't all that great. Then I make a proposal. We can solve all of these issues. Sudi, you are angry because I am not what should be. I am a spirit. That is true. Boundless. Nahamra, you are distraught over the damage to this world. This upset, this chaos. Masika of the Beckon, your people in this desert suffer because those in Sothis care nothing for you. But I have seen the brilliance of your ancestors. I really just need to put Chisisek back where he belongs. 
I only wish to return my friend to his rightful rest. He doesn't need to be reawoken. He was already in his rightful rest when, you know, your cultist stole his body and desecrated his tomb. Stole his body, yes. So that I might speak to him and glean from him the answers that I need. One last service to his pharaoh. Hollis. The masculine voice seems to fade for a moment. Help me be free. Restore to me the mask. With it, I can find my missing piece. Reunite the three and return to the world of the living. Sarathet will be returned to you. Why don't you return her now? I cannot. I can only move from body to body, but if one of you wishes to offer yourself in her stead, imagine what we could accomplish, and once I find my body, I can return to it, and with the power of the mask, restore myself to the living again. But you are not of the living. I would be. I could depose the pretender. And cause a civil war that would bring about potentially the disruption of this entire country that you love. I will cause chaos with my return. And death. Like the inundation and the flood. And when the waters recede, and so this is mine, an age of expansion and power that this world has never seen will begin. And Osirian will take the four, and all of you, living monolith, warrior of the Beckon, scholars, priests, artists can stand at my side as I lead Osirian into a greater age, one where no one will question our power again. That is your problem. You are more concerned about the power of Osirian than the people who make Osirian. You're willing to sacrifice hundreds, if not thousands of lives just for your own pride. Do you know what we were called? We named ourselves the doorkeepers of the Duat. We protect against those who would come back to wreak havoc on this world. And we send those who need to over to the other side. This is our home now. You had your time, and as much as I would like to have a peaceful resolution to this, you have to be stopped. The Forgotten Pharaoh floats, staring down at all of you. It is regretful that it comes to this. Know this. I respect you. When I am done, I will build a monument to honor your sacrifice. Electricity begins to crackle from her fingertips. The other cultists begin to stride their way forward, and I will need initiative for the battle against the Forgotten Pharaoh next time. time. Oh, man. Man, there's a little part of me that wanted to be like, hey, so what did my great-great, you know, grandpa, like, do to you, bro? <laughs> yeah, he must have done something bad. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.